And it's Ryan. And Meg. And you're the... <laughs> I told you there was going to be laughing. <laughs> okay, read the... Steve, read the intro. No, we're not starting over. We're not starting over. Hey, it's Steve. And it's Ryan. And Meg. And you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. Yay! We're all here. I'm not editing any of that. I'm leaving both intros in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Including the one where I cussed? Yeah. No. No, no I deleted that we one We have already. to get rid... Okay, good. Because we can't... I don't want to fix the iTunes thing. Okay, no. Oh. Cursing's not allowed. It's not allowed. No okay. one's going to care. No, I don't want to get reported by like some... Eight-year-old. Okay. Uh, the last episode, though, we said the asshole word. That's... That's... <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> we said badass. <laughs> badass is allowed oh, on right. television. That's right. That's right. Asshole is not allowed okay. on television. Okay, but now cursing is allowed. Because now you have to put the label on it, right? I don't know how that works. I don't okay. know. I don't really want to deal with it. Let's keep yeah, cursing. me either. If they ever catch us, we'll put the label. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? What if they don't let us, like... There are certain words that you and I don't say. There are certain words that we do. Whatever. That's true. Whatever. All right. We're, so okay. We, we got to thank Jimmy Jr. again. It's a week later, and we're still <laughs> feeling his beers from last week. Yeah. Ryan actually stopped it, too, but I moved on to the Centennial IPA from Founders. Uh, so just a little background again. Um, we When Jimmy asked us about beers, um, I told him to send us stuff that we couldn't get. So he sent us Left Hand, uh, the Left Hand Milk Stout, and Founders Imperial IPA, or sorry, Founders Imperial Stout and Founders Centennial IPA. Uh huh. That Imperial um, Stout. I'm using hand gestures and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't normally. Anyway. Steve doesn't know what to do with his hands. He was actually just doing jazz hands. <laughs> That's true. Um, so yeah, so we've got a, our first female guest host. Is that sexist? No. Well, like, I don't know. You say Meg. It's no, it's not sexist, but it's a gimmick. It is. <laughs> wow. You just called yourself a gimmick. <laughs> All right. So uh, Meg's been a friend of ours for a long time. Yeah, uh, probably close to a decade now. Yeah, right? we've yep. played in bands Nine together. Years. We've played in bands that played with her band. We've played in That's bands together. Met. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very good times. Yeah, we're here. Uh, we're, I smoked a bunch of ribs today. Yeah, you well, did. Well, uh, a week ago. <laughs> I smoked a bunch of ribs. This isn't going to work a if you keep ago. referencing our And now uh, we're going to enjoy them tonight after the podcast. We're going to have a big old friends and family dinner. Hooray. Uh, this is the part of the episode where one of you asks me what's new. Why don't oh. you do it at the same time? Oh, first, oh. Uh, let me do this first before we hit news. Sure. If you have not voted in the What Big Ear NYC Pedal to Steve by Poll, then vote. What's yeah. your problem? Get on it already. Do it. There's already been a thousand votes. I hope so. A thousand? At, at least a thousand. At least a thousand. I know, Ryan, did you vote for the woodcutter? I'm probably go- I probably did. I probably did. All I right. voted for it a week ago. Yes. <laughs> this is the worst episode ever. 
Oh, man. Oh, my God. Okay. Now, both of you asked me at the same time, what's new? What's new, Ryan? What's new, Ryan? Hold on. One, two, three. What's, what's new? What's new? new, Ryan? <laughs> you guys messed that up so hard. <laughs> I quit. All right. I bought an SG a week ago, or two weeks ago, really. Um, this is a rad guitar. Tell us about it. No, it's le- legitimately okay. rad. I posted this on the group when I got it. 250 bucks usa gibson sg special uh it came disassembled basically it didn't have the pick guard on it it didn't have the pickups in it it didn't have any knobs it had the switch in it uh now it has one knob it has well it has four it has four pots but one knob so it's completely functional right now but 250 bucks for this thing it came with a case too a really nice uh gibson soft case it's got like lamb fur in it or something. It's real soft inside, uh, which is way under value for these. Uh, it has been refinished. The guy who I bought it from claims that he didn't do it. His friend did it, and then he bought the guitar off of him. Uh, as close as Steve and I can figure, we think that the paint is automotive paint. It just, I don't, something about it just looks very basic. Yeah. Like very simple paint. The, the guy I bought it from said that he thought his friend refinished it with paint from ReRanch, which is a website where you can get uh, spray cans of nitrocellulose, which is what they used to use for guitars back in the day. And boutique shops still use nitrocellulose. But I don't think that's what it is. I think it's automotive paint. Uh, there's a little bit of chip on the edge, and it flakes off pretty easily. So I'm a little excited about how easily this thing's going to relic naturally. Do you think you can play this at church? I'm going to. But Ryan, it's got the, it's got the double SG horns on it. SG was designed to have double horns. It's That's why guitar, ACDC right? played them. <laughs> Antichrist, Devil Child. Yeah, this is. I'm I'm excited though because this was two hundred and fifty dollars, which is right in the price range where I like to hit guitars. Uh, I think. The vast majority of my guitars have been 250 bucks or less. Uh, it's also my very first Gibson. My wow. first real Gibson. Yeah. Did you ever I'm even own... loyal to Gibson. You are. You've got, you've got your, a Les Paul. I only Paul. have one, but I'm loyal. Didn't you have another one, too? No, I've only had one. Just the one, huh? If, yep. I, ever, if I ever bought another mandolin, I would buy a Gibson. Buy a Gibson. Yeah. Gibson was the original. You have the uh, LP Studio, right? Les Paul Studio? Yes. Black. Black and chrome or black and gold? I thought it was sunburst. I've only seen... No, you're dumb. No. I'm totally tripping. It's because I never bring it out. Yeah, that's true. I've only seen that... So, this is a fun story. I've only seen that guitar like in... um, in the parking lot. In, the, in a parking lot of Ground, of Ground Zero. Zero. Really? A music venue that yeah, we used to play at. it's a music venue, at. not the Ground Zero in um, so, so, I have no recollection of what it looks like. I don't even think I've seen it since then. I should have brought it. It still exists. It's I'm still sure. real. Ground Zero or the guitar? <laughs> Ground Zero doesn't exist. Right. The well, venue. no. There's a memorial there now. <laughs> the venue, not the... Lo- not There's, the... Oh, oh, the venue. Yeah, the venue is is not there uh, anymore. So this is the first message I got about this SG from Ryan. I, he told me he was going to buy it. For some reason, I'm getting crazy little output from the bridge pickup in the SG. I can't figure it out. <laughs> I had okay. So so uh, some background on Meg is you you do some electronical work professionally. Electronical. Uh-huh. Electronical. Electronic. You can say electronics. Yeah, and you've done. I'm going to jump in on like the grammar hating on this episode. <laughs> you've done soldering professionally. You've done all that sort of stuff. 
uh, I had a hell of a time putting this thing together. You should have just called me. I, sh- I actually work on Miramar now, so I work close. Yeah, I should have called you. Uh, I I spent about two hours putting this thing together, and I couldn't figure out <laughs> why I was getting a grand loop when I was when I was I was getting all sorts of noise when I touched the strings. And I spent a lot of time staring at what I had done, and realized. That I had literally wired the ground on a volume pot directly to the hot output on <laughs> the output for for the guitar. So did you figure out what you did wrong or did it just start working? For that other issue, I, I, the gremlins just disappeared. Uh, one, it came with two pickups. It came with a Burst Bucker 3, which I put in the bridge. Yeah, which is a... I mean, that's an upgrade. Yeah, absolutely. That's a sweet pickup. That's a great pickup. And it also came with the stock Gibson USA pickup. Yes. This, the... is, a, this is from 1996. I checked the serial. Oh, cool. Uh, Gibson's not known for having the best stock the, pickups you, in that. 96 or 2006? 96. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I thought this was a faded series. No, it's a 96. I checked Gibson this. Gibson or interesting. SG? I checked the known. serial. Sorry. Okay. The, the ad said 96 too, and then I checked it, and it, it checked out. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the finish was originally. the The neck is kind of like a bare wood sort of thing. Uh, so I don't know, but it it's kind of this teal green. Like I said, it came without uh pots, so I had to install all the pots on it, and I had to do the full wiring job on it. I've always only done fender kind of did you already have those pots just laying around i ordered those pots off of amazon and it was a a setup where they were already all wired together connected to a switch and an output okay now now the story you're telling me prior to recording makes sense and and it was ten dollars for all those parts and i took the switch off and i replaced it with a switch that the guitar came with okay Uh, Another cool story about picking up this guitar that I haven't told you, Steve, yet, and I definitely haven't told you, Meg, is that I picked this guitar up from a guy who was working at a surfboard shop where they don't sell boards. Here we go. They make surfboards, and not only do they make surfboards, they have a screen printing shop on site. Oh, my god! So I spent a bunch of time there hanging yeah. out because those are two things that I... This is the next place you're going to work. Yeah. This is like, oh, my gosh, I'm in a candy shop sort of thing. Yeah. I spent a lot of time talking to everyone who worked there. They showed me the shaping room. They showed me the, the screen printing room. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It was a really neat day out doing Craigslist stuff. And I got a guitar out of it. Yeah. So <laughs> so the Burst Bucker 3... Uh, is an upgrade. Ryan sent me a bunch of specs. The best I can tell, the neck pickup is a is a Gibson 490R, uh-huh. uh, 490 rhythm. Uh, that's based on like the ohms readings, the DC yeah. resistance that you sent me. Yeah, the the the, the Gibson USA pickup tests at seven point two. Is what I think I said. Yeah, and then the Burst Bucker tests at seven point six or eight point five. Oh yeah, eight point five. <laughs> and both of those are in spec for those two models. Yeah, and I didn't, wasn't going to dig it too deeply into it the 490r actually i always like the 490r uh and i actually i like the stock pickup set in the sg i'm it in the past i've been iffy on the stock pickup set in the les paul the burst bucker um pickups have all been really solid and that's actually one of the things with the gibson les paul faded and sg i'm not sure if the sg faded had them but the Les Paul faded when they first came out with them before they became the Studio Faded series. Uh-huh. 
they all had burst buckers in them. So you had this like $700, $700, $800 guitar. Uh-huh. Um, I forget what they were new. Tyak has one. Yeah. Um, that had like these very nice pickups in them. Totally. The way Gibson sets their pickups is just bizarre to me because the 490, 498 combination in the Les Paul, I've never been a huge fan of. Um, maybe my ear has just changed over sure, time where sure. I, I can appreciate that sound more. Um, I also just like the sound of SGs. The thinner body, I think, does make a big difference compared to the Les Paul. Yeah, it's got more of a spank to it than a... A, a long sustain sort of thing, you know. It's more of like a like a poppy fast. Like I definitely, when I pick up this guitar, I definitely want to play it fast, which yeah. is probably not, ACDC. which is probably not a good thing for me. Oh yeah, I've been playing ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh wait, no, that's smoke on the water. <laughs> but I I've never owned an SG before. I've never owned a Gibson before. Like I said, uh, and I'm really enjoying it. I don't play humbuckers a lot, so it's a, it's a change for me. I'm thinking about all kinds of different things I want to do with the pick guard. I think I want to do, different, do a different color pick guard. I'm trying to figure out what knobs I want. All right, literally after an hour of talking to you, I got to share this because this is funny. Okay, share it. We so on Friday, Ryan was sent, as he was putting this thing together, he was sending me all this stuff. Um, and after literally over an hour. He sends to me after like I'm walking you through and you sent me a picture of like your wiring setup. Yeah. All these different things. Seems to be working now. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to stop working as soon as I button it up. Uh it didn't, but it's just funny. It's like like Yeah. I was having an issue where the neck humbucker uh was playing it was giving half the output it should have like it well it was dancing around it was going from like 4.3 to like 2.7 or something like that right and i couldn't figure it out eventually it started acting normal and i plugged it in and it sounded great and i have no idea what was going on yeah i still think it's something with one of the joints is probably just not making a solid connection yeah but when i played it earlier i mean can it I sounds it? fine so yeah go Go touch it. No, I mean, can I like take a screwdriver? Oh, sure, and sure. Open it up? Well, no, probably oh, not right now. Later. I got a screwdriver right there. Okay. Well, yeah. later. You can look at my terrible soldering. That's I've, why I want to look at it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you, my soldering has gotten a lot better, though. I was looking through my bags of parts yesterday, and I there's a collection of like pots in there and switches and stuff where I've got huge clumps of solder all over everything. Like, I can't... Oh, my god! It looks like a piece of extra crispy from Kentucky Fried Chicken, you That's know? That's terrible. It's, I think it's because I had an underpowered soldering iron. Yeah. Tyak's trying to get you to upgrade, right, to the... Yeah, he wants... The Hawkaway, baby. He wants everyone to get that, you know, $150 soldering iron or whatever It's only, it like, 75 bucks, And the okay. fact that I haven't bought one is the... I have no excuse. Sure. Well, considering I paid like twenty dollars for my soldering iron, it might as well be one hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you think, Meg? How much should someone spend on a soldering iron? There's actually a place that I went to for my job that does. Um, they they take in used uh-huh. irons, so you could get a quality one for I don't know, probably hundred bucks. Oh, okay. What's it called? I want to go there. <laughs> I, I was supposed to look it up before I got here. I forgot. Oh. I'll post it. Okay, cool. Because because seriously, I got, I, like, and I got a smoke. 
uh, smoke um, absor- absorber there, which you really oh, yeah. need. Well, nice. I, th- I feel like you really need it because I don't like breathing in. Right. I've, I do I my soldering. I solder. I've got a whole... I like the smell of solder. Wait, Ryan actually yeah. solders right under his whole house fan. It's a perfect setup. I open the window and I turn on the whole house fan. No more smoke in my face. So he's basically oh, okay. venting. He's got a ventilation what about, system set up. What is it about solder that as soon as you get that smoke going, it only wants to be in your face? Like, it, it doesn't matter what else... It's like is, a beach barbecue. Like, if you're in a room and there's no fans going on or no ventilation or anything, it goes straight towards your face. Because you're breathing, stupid. But if you, even if you hold your breath... I've called you stupid more times in this episode than all previous episodes combined. <laughs> even if you're holding your breath, because I try that, it's still like, oh, in your face. It's, there, there it is, getting in your eyes. I don't know. Dude, speaking of smoke in your face, I'm currently bug bombing my house. Are you? And uh, the last time I bug bombed, I think I was out of the house before. Did you leave the cat in there? I wish. (laughs) Uh, That was for Adam. Please don't report me to to ASCAP. Um, (laughs) To ASCAP? No. I don't know. I think that's a comedy group. No, ASCAP is music. uh, To whatever the Humane Society is. Right, right. Anyway, um... So the smoke alarm started going off while I was still in the house. So I ran, I like took a big deep breath, <laughs> ran upstairs, grabbed the smoke alarm, ran back downstairs with the. Actually, I couldn't get it dismounted. I just hit it, and it flew across the hallway. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then I, so hopefully it still works when I need to turn it back on uh, later. Uh that's so you. What are, what are you bombing in your house? We just have like so. I mean, the good news is that now Steve uh, is silverfish free. Silverfish. <laughs> um. So we have he a cat. Have so we have fish on his So body. we have a cat. So we have fleas. Like that's just oh, the okay. consequence of owning a cat. That's right. why I should have left the cat in there. I know, right? Yeah. Um, that's the second time I've said I know, right? Uh, the other thing is a few of maybe Steve a is year. counting how, how many times he says things right now. Maybe a year ago. Uh, I decided, Thanks for the beer, Jimmy Jr. <laughs> I decided to do a good deed, and I brought home a Behringer power, powered speaker. Oh. Basically a Behringer clone of a Mackie powered speaker. Yeah, I remember this. From church, and when I opened that thing up, a, like roaches started crawling out Ugh. of it. So um, we have roaches in my condo, and it's not because we have like a filthy house. They actually because, came from that amp. It's because that monitor. We know that we know, colonized in your yeah, house. Yeah, we know from a for a fact that the roaches that we have in our house came from the church. They came from the food our uh, food distribution, the Feeding oh, America distribution, yeah. and they came from when I repaired this amp. And um, and now your wife hates you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that makes it tough to bring stuff home. Oh, is there going to be roaches in oh, it? Is this from the tr- so whenever we bring food home from the church now, we only bring fresh produce. We like we it's we're, it's a real nerve wracking thing to bring home anything boxed. What about cans? Well, yeah, I guess we can bring, bring cans. home cans. Come on, Steve. Uh, but like we've brought, I brought home a box of <laughs> uh, that of sp- spaghetti noodles home. <laughs> and that thing, uh, that thing blew. Are you talking about my tapatio picture? <laughs> this is the. Zigzaggiest. We have to make sure it was his blood. Steve, I know. God, our church does the food di- the food distribution. No, we, which we is, actually, I actually bought that. You bought that? I thought yeah, that from the church. I we were using. So at the time, did we you buy that using, from Costco or something? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, we bought that bottle from Vons, and then actually after. 
Tapatio so this isn't making any sense Tapatio to the listener. Tapatio is a hot sauce that I think yeah. is exclusive to Southern California. Or or most known in Southern California. So anyway, I, I bought a large bottle of this stuff. By large, it's like two and a half gallons. It's yeah. not two and a half gallons. It's like the size. It's maybe a little smaller than a wine bottle. So we bought this bottle and it was sitting on like a shelf. And the cat pushed it off and it hit the ground that. and it exploded. But when my wife came home, it smelled like crap in our kitchen. Did you just leave it there? I didn't know about it till I got home. Oh. Or until she got home. I didn't know about it. It happened while she was out picking up my daughter from school. I thought you witnessed it and then just left. No. Um, And so my wife comes home and she's like, what's that smell? And the cat had pushed this glass Tapatio bottle onto the floor. And and she she had to like clean the whole thing up because it smelled terrible. And she's how many months pregnant? She is seven months pregnant. She is actually into the 30th week now, I believe. Wow. That's coming um, up quick. So over, actually over seven months, like in seven and a half to eight month range. And um, so she cleaned this whole thing up. And that bottle, I think I bought it like a grocery store. But to somewhat corroborate your point, I did buy the restaurant size Tapatio bottle from Costco. That right. is the legit one gallon or two gallon size. It looks like a giant. It's like the giant bottle that they put apple juice in. Yeah, exactly. And the only way to refill a Tapatio bottle with that thing is to use a funnel. Yeah, a big funnel. Yeah. You, you probably have to use two funnels. To oh, get you're in. refilling the smaller bottle. Right. Yeah. Okay. The Tapatio, right. a normal Tapatio bottle is a little bigger than like a Tabasco bottle. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and the that one usually, that we had is the big That one. usually lasts a normal person about six months. Sure. <laughs> Um, I was sure. going to say that Steve's family, your Tapatio people, we were but maybe your extreme Tapatio we, people. When we make like mix, if we have like a day where we make tacos at home, uh huh, we are definitely using um a lot of Tapatio. Sure. Or like if we make eggs in the morning, we're using Tapatio. Tapatio is my go-to uh, Mexican-style hot sauce for sure. Right, right. This podcast brought to you by Tapatio. I know, right? <laughs> no. We need to get into ads because we are yeah, on it. I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy Jr. <laughs> we're going to thank Jimmy Jr. every time that we're just completely off track because of this terrible beer thing that he's done to us. All right. Uh, first ad. Let's hit that 80s Gibson SG. Okay. I mean, we were just talking about my SG. We might as well talk about another one. Uh, this is on Reverb right now, I think. I spotted this two days ago. Uh, well, a week and two days ago. <laughs> Stop um, it. Um, it is up for uh, basically $1,100. It is a Gibson SG400X 1985 Ferrari Red Custom Shop. And this thing is very different than what you'd expect from a normal SG. Oh, yeah. Uh, it has got the uh, the vintage like that's Caller right the Caller Tremolo I think so those went out of business or Floyd Rose bottom or something what is what is the story I don't know the Caller story actually yeah something happened with Caller where they're not really around anymore but they were a big competitor to Floyd Rose uh, a lot of people preferred them uh, this guitar has one it doesn't have the trim bar so who knows how hard it is to track down that bar. Uh, but it's got a HSS setup, a humbucker, single coil, single coil. And it, instead of an SG headstock, it has an Explorer headstock, that big, like banana shape hockey puck. Sort yeah. Of thing. That's the craziest part of this guitar. Yeah. 
but that was other, the first thing I noticed. Yeah, other than that, it's it's you know a bright red SG. Uh, but this thing is outfitted for some heavy metal action, like some hair metal, glam rock, spandex, metal. spandex sort of situation here. I, this thing just caught my attention. I have no idea if that price is fair. Uh, since it's a Gibson, I'm assuming it kind of is. I've actually never seen one of these. It, it says custom shop. I think this might be a one-off because I've never seen anything like this. I did a search. I couldn't find anything like this. What's that model again? Uh, SG400X. Maybe it's not a one-off. I'm on the uh, everythingsg.com site, which is my go-to for SG references. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to get too deep into it, um, but I don't see it there. Yeah, it's it's very unique, very different. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say. I don't have anything where I got to go like, oh, the price is wrong or the price could be higher. Uh, Where's that one from? It's on Reverb, so I don't know where it's oh, actually okay. based. The- oh, it's in Menifee. Oh, cool. Which is in California. That like weird headstock. I, I'm a fan of that headstock, but it looks weird you on are? an SG. Yeah, I think it's horrible. I think it's a good S. I think it's a great headstock on Explorers. Yeah, it's a good Explorer headstock. I think it's a good Firebird headstock. Um, no, I'd want a regular Firebird headstock. What's the regular Firebird headstock? It's it looks like. Uh, oh, it's the reverse. Yeah, it's it's the reverse with that right. that swirl on right. it. But why would you choose that over an actual Gibson headstock, which is Classic. This is an actual Gibson headstock, but from the, it's from the Explorer, which is a guitar that was conceived in the fifties. Okay, well the custom shop they put it together, right? Yeah, they, they they've mixed parts. They, they on chose this. they chose that. Headstock. Yeah, they've mixed yeah. parts for this. I'm sure. Uh, I mangled my words there, didn't yeah, I? You said they mixed Steve parts. Steve was telling for me for this on shore. Steve was telling me a few days ago. That you were busting his balls. I do on his on his on our syntax. I I, I have the kind of job now that's solitary, so I can listen to podcasts again. Uh huh. And when I listen to your podcast, I text Steve every time I hear something <laughs> awful that he says, which I'm probably saying now. Aw- I'm saying awful things right. too. Awful in the sense that it's grammatically not correct. It's grammatically incorrect. Grammatically. Yeah. I mess up that word. Yeah, you said grammatically. I did. <laughs> That's American grammar. We're musicians over here. What do you expect? Well. <laughs> Meg is also an English major, right? I have an English degree. There's a distinction. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so does Steve's wife has an English degree. That's true. So we are the grammar police around here. Yep, yep. And I am a graphic designer, so I can barely speak. Steve left the room. Steve is in the bathroom. Which you guys probably knew because he wasn't talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until we get that headset. Meg and I are holding the podcast up right now. Do you uh, want me? Okay, yeah, I Yeah, let's get ad. into your ad. I think we're done talking about this SG. I'm going to post pictures of it onto the Facebook group, uh, like I've said many times before. There, there's two groups, right? Or no, no, there's one group, but then there's another page there's for a the face- podcast. There's a Facebook page, which is like the official page, and we don't actually do anything there. Like, it's just so that we can reply to things as okay. as the podcast. Yeah, the official page. He's is, back. The official page. Did you wash your hands? No. Did the you, official. I don't, I don't <laughs> pee on my hands. The official page is set up so that we have something to post our Instagram pictures directly to Facebook. On. Oh, that's, that's right. That's the only reason? Yeah, that's right. Basically. Yeah, we never use the official page. We use the group. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a nice hallmark, but like. 
we don't really promote it. We definitely promote the group because it's the best way to interact with people. Yeah. And then they know, are they interacting with Ryan? Are they interacting with Steve? If we, on yeah. the page, you're just interacting with Susie Cycle Home, which is, I mean, whatever, but it's cooler to do it. The they, group they is They want to directly interact with the internet yeah. stars. You want to know, like... <laughs> the internet stars. Wow. <laughs> you just, no, you just want to know, is this stupid opinion being brought to you by Ryan or is this stupid opinion being brought to you by Steve? <laughs> yes. Or both. Oh, man. Okay. okay, you read your ad, Meg. Okay, I have a Fender Mustang light blue guitar, $400 from Oceanside. And it says, I got this guitar for $1,000. I'd like 400 What's your opinion on that, It's Meg? a great guitar. Well, this isn't my opinion. This is what the ad says. It's a great guitar. It is used in punk bands. <laughs> bands what? <laughs> grunge bands and indie bands. <laughs> <laughs> Only those bands. Only the, those are the bands that a Mustang is used. Did in. you send this to me at any point? It's on. I yeah, I did. We talked about this. Oh yeah, it, okay. this was like three weeks ago. Yeah, I I think I mean my opinion is that it's pretty. Uh huh. Well, I have more of an opinion than that. I always I I constantly think about trading in the Les Paul that I don't play much for right. a Fender, which I won't play much. <laughs> for a while, you were ta- you were looking into G and Ls, weren't you? You were talking. Talking to us I about do those. like GNLs. Yeah. My reasoning behind that is that Leo Fender left. Did he leave Fender, or did they kick him out? Or what? He sold, he sold Fender, okay. and then he, he but actually it, but then he went on to make GNL, and I feel like GNL would therefore be better than Fender. We actually, it's debatable. We expressed okay. an opinion on this several podcasts ago. It actually. really depends on what uh, era and what line of GNLs you're buying. Like he. They're selling GNLs and musicians for right now for three hundred bucks, and there's well, no that's way. The tribute series. Yeah, there's no way those are great. Uh, there are GNLs. No, dude, they're great. They're just the equivalent of a Mexican Fender. Right. Right. Oh, hey, I just heard my car. My wife is here. <laughs> they're the equivalent of a Mexican. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. GNL a, tribute like series is the equivalent to a Mexican Fender. Yeah, but uh, ma- I think they're made in Korea. The there are some older GNLs that are incredible. Oh yeah, really, really good, and yeah. definitely worth. Uh, if you're tired of your Les Paul switching to one of those instead of, you know, going for your standard. Well, I probably know, would pick a Fender. Telly, and then I, you know, uh, once okay. I was over the so indie he, phase, I would get tired of it. Here's, <laughs> here's well, my, if you're gonna be in an indie band, that Mustang is great, yeah. or a punk band, yeah. or a grunge band. Here's my question on, on this ad. <laughs> Did you say reggae? Did it? Does it say reggae? It also yeah. says reggae. No. So, so here's my question: Would you actually play this in a reggae band? I wouldn't play anything in a reggae band. What would you do? <laughs> I would not play in a reggae band. <laughs> Bob Marley played a Les Paul. Just imagine your. Did he play Les Paul? Well, right? he has a signature the Les junior. Paul. Yeah, Les Paul Junior. Yeah, with well, the, Les Paul Special. Yeah, with a, it was the double cut with a P90, right? Single cut, single cut, two pickup uh, humbucker. Right. I think. That's right. Okay, let's go. Let's talk about this ad. We we're getting off track. Um, super hard. So the we first question I have is: great, <laughs> great guitar used in punk bands, reggae bands, grunge bands, and indie bands. But the last place I remember seeing a Mustang in pop culture was Liz Fair. So which one? Well, of that these? was a Duosonic. Was that a Duosonic? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Was it Duosonic or Duosonic Two? Uh, I think it's a regular Duosonic. Okay, so it's short scale, so it's completely different. Yeah. Well, the Mustang is short scale too, but not that short. Not that short. Uh, my- well, Kurt Cobain did, was like a Mustang fan. 
Sure. Um, he played all kinds of different so guitars. So was though. he a punk band, reggae band, grunge band, or indie band? I, I'm not band? saying you couldn't play this I'm guitar. I'm going to go with grunge band. Okay. If, yeah, it would definitely fit with grunge. It'd, it'd fit with any of those. I mean, you could use a Mustang for anything. I, I Wait, I, are you saying Kurt Cobain was a reggae band? <laughs> what? I wish. I don't think you could. There's a few genres you couldn't use a Mustang for. I don't think you could use it for metal. I don't hmm. think you could use it for classic rock mostly. With the tradition, well, and also you know, with the traditional Fender, if this is like a normal Fender neck, the seven and a quarter scale, you wouldn't want to use it for like prog. No, because it's not going to be fast enough. No. It's going to be hard to play. I mean, that the thing. guy's description is fair. That's fine. Yeah. That what's not fair is how much he originally paid for it. Yeah. Thousand dollars. Yeah, that's terrible. The guy got ripped off. Yeah, I think. Do you know how much well, these are going for Or it could be a lie. New? It could be a lie. He could be just quoting the MSRP. Uh, well, and you know, we talked about this on a previous episode where, um, in episode thirty-five, where somebody said, "Oh, this is worth like a thousand dollars," and it's like, "Well, they probably paid like eight hundred, and they just don't really remember." Right. Eight hundred. He probably 1, got an amp with probably, it. They probably just made up a number that they thought sounded expensive. Do you know what these Mustangs go for new right now? Uh, new? I would be surprised if they went over eight hundred. I want to. I want to. I want to. If I was going to buy one of these new, I'd be expecting to pay somewhere in between seven and eight hundred. I want to say they are eight hundred. I'm trying to get this up right now, um, but everything is like pawn shop. Yeah. Uh, the Kurt Cobain signature is a thousand dollars. Is that MSRP um, or is that retail? That is retail. Wow, sir. that's crazy. But that's got like the hardtail on it, right? And humbuckers? Uh, I'm not sure. Why do you even consider the MSRP? I call that the fictional number. Yeah. So the fenders, I don't consider that. Uh, I would they never just make it up. I would never pay MSRP. That's a manufacturer's suggested retail price. Yeah. No one ever pays that unless they're a complete sucker. If you were the manufacturer, you would suggest a high price. Yeah, too. I would suggest that people pay a million dollars for this. What? But I'm going to sell it to the store for seven hundred dollars, and you guys yeah. can make whatever profit it's you want. It's just so that they can put a number and then cross it out yeah. and put a lower number. Yeah. No, it is the the way the industry works on sales is crazy. Totally. Um, Fender 65 Mustang reissue guitar in Olympic white is at AmericanMusical.com, which is American Musical Supply, for $939.99. It is also at Zazounds, eBay, Austin, Baba- Austin Bazaar, etc., all two- basically $940. So that he, is he rounded that up. That's that way more than I was price. expecting. Yeah, that's the street price. So $400 for this guitar. Actually, I think we talked about this. If it wasn't in Oceanside, I thought about running up and getting it because I think I could sell this for five fifty. Oh, totally! Hmm. And if I can get five fifty, that's a solid flip. That's I, that's the original reason why I showed you this ad weeks ago is because it's so yeah, cheap. And at the time, this was before I had sold a bunch of stuff, so I don't even think I had four hundred dollars to spend. Yeah, totally. Um, maybe I should try to see if but this yeah, is still great. Four hundred bucks. Uh, Mustangs. We talked about this last episode. The 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 bridge issues and tremolo issues on Mustangs outside of those issues. Like I said, last episode, you can crank down the, the, the tremolo on it to be a hard tail and yeah. do different mods on it as a hard tail. These guitars are much better than if you try to use a tremolo. Uh, but they're really a soulful kind of mojo instruments. Yeah. You get, you it's get a Fender guitar I could get into. And it, it's, I spent most of my life being biased against Fender guitars. Yeah, totally. I have no good reason. 
<laughs> it's uh you know that music man stingray you have was probably designed by leo fender you think yeah. so yeah hmm. oh yeah yeah music man was a leo the stingray fender that brand. i have that yeah. meg has yeah, yeah that meg has mm-hmm. uh yeah that's a fender design that's cool yeah i'm pretty I, sure i love their amps yeah totally i I went over to the dark side with the amp, the Fender amp. <laughs> I've never heard of Fender reverse. I don't know why it's the dark side. Because I'm Gibson loyal. Usually Fenders are considered the, the bright side. Yeah, the bright yeah. side. <laughs> Not I don't Marshall know. is the dark side. Yeah, Marshall's the dark side. Because we're talking Marshall's about, the dark side? We're talking about oh, tone. Yeah. We're not talking about the, the force. Fender okay. is this bright, known for their bright, clean yeah. tones. And Marshall and, and is why, like the dark thing. And that's why I'm into the, the Fender. Thing guitars yeah. now because i i when i left nevada i found out that i could like country music it was okay to like music <laughs> with a twang and not be considered a hick and so right. that's when i started is to it like not okay to listen to country music in nevada you can't no you're a hick lots of people listen mm-hmm. to the country music in nevada and that's the problem you can do it in southern california and be okay be unique you just go yeah. to in cahoots on the weekend i even have cowboy boots now don't get me started on pop country let's move on yeah okay. let's move on all right vox <laughs> SSC55 single cut body special purchase price drop exclamation exclamation there's too many for me to count $450 top 40 guitars purchased all the remaining leftover guitars for example this SCC55 had a retail price of $1701 the street price was nine ninety nine. Top forty is selling this guitar for four ninety nine. Fifty percent off street. Uh, technically, fifty percent off street is not four ninety nine. It's four ninety nine and some four ninety nine fifty. Whatever. Um, top forty guitars. <laughs> a Vox dealer has purchased the remaining inventory of all Vox guitars in the USA. These are all brand new with original packaging. They all have the original one year warranty from Vox. These guitars were used as display models at trade shows. Nam. I shouldn't give top <laughs> I shouldn't give top 40 so much crap because I actually think uh top 40 is a local guitar shop that runs a lot of Craigslist stuff. Have you been out there? I really want to. It I is haven't. out in Santee. I have not been there. They, I want to go check it out. Wait for, till the weather cools down. Yeah, yeah totally. For a res- or for a retailer, they actually have pretty solid prices. Uh-huh. This ad is accurate. The street price is $999. If you go on to, um, I'm not sure if they're on there anymore because I don't know if they're still selling them. Well, but musicians from Top Forty bought them all, so right. Um, but like <laughs> companies like Musicians Friend, Guitar Center, uh, Musicians Z- Friend is Guitar Center. That's right? true. Yeah, that's okay. true. Zazounds, Sam Ash, etc. Um, uh-huh. They are selling this guitar new for nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah. So that is legitimately the street price. The problem is these Vox SSCs were very like unique builds, unique pickup setup. They are a Les Paul style guitar. Um, Have you picked one of these up? Once. I don't remember a lot about Their it. Their bodies are so thin. Oh, yeah? It's a really crazy thin body. From the front, it looks like a Les Paul where it's like a great big body with a single cut. They're, but it's... it's they're paper thin. Huh. Have That's you ever... probably a selling point then. Yeah. It could be. I mean, if the tone is there, that is a selling point because a lot of people don't like the weight of the mm-hmm. of the Les Paul. Yeah, totally. Have you ever played a Honer or not Honer, Hoffner very thin? Yeah. Are they like that level of thin? Are they very thin? Similar. Okay. They're pretty thin. Okay. Um, now, 
Thin, Vo- they're thinner than a Strat or a Telecaster. Vox used a proprietary pickup for yeah. this design. Um, is it? Do you know? Is this easily replaceable? I don't think it's the same size as anything. Okay. I could be super wrong on that. I played one of these for about half an hour at a Guitar Center once, uh, and I, you know, the fit and finish on it is really nice. They feel really good. Like I said, they're a thin body. Is they have that really like resonant thing going on. Uh, the pickups are a really unique design, and that's kind of the selling point on them. Is that you get this humbucker that can be coil tapped into a P90 sort of right. thing. Uh, the problem is that they're an odd shape or an odd dimension, and you could never replace these with anything else. Yeah. So, what do you think about the price at four fifty? I think that's around the price where I would be interested in paying for one of these if I was interested in in these guitars. I don't think they're worth $1,000. I think we're going to see these on the used market in the next, you know, couple years, probably closer to $300. So I was looking at these on eBay, Uh and I don't think right now there's a great understanding because these were such a short run. I don't think there's a great understanding between the uh, 33 series, the 55 series, and the 77 series. Right. There's different ter- price tiers. In terms of what the differences are in terms of build, style, and quality. So the 55s are going below this on the used market. Uh-huh. That being said, like at, like you said, at $450, this is... I suck at math. $450 is $900, not $999. Yeah. So this is less than this is less than fifty percent of retail. Yeah, um, I think if you were looking for a Les Paul style guitar, well, the you, ad doesn't actually agree with the text of the ad doesn't agree with the heading. Does the text say four ninety nine? The text says four ninety nine fifty. Four ninety nine. Okay. So they changed. Yeah, yeah. they changed the okay. price at some um, point. So I think if price you're drop. if you're in the market for. <laughs> <laughs> a Les Paul style guitar and you don't want and you're not a modder you're not a big tinkerer you don't think you're going to swap out the pickups I think this is worth a look here's what I would say from my experience with them if you're in the if you're new to electric guitar and you're the type of person who would normally buy a Taylor electric but you don't have $1500 I think this is up your alley. It, does it have that Taylor solid body vibe? I think it's got, I was actually thinking of the it's Taylor. got this feel where it's like this isn't the same as a lot of electric guitars. And it's got a feel where like I could see an acoustic, someone who plays a lot of acoustic guitar being very happy with it. So I could be super wrong on that, but that's kind of my take on it. Uh, the thing that that I really take away from it is... That I'm happy Vox is making higher end instruments right now, but I really just wish that they were doing reissues of the Phantom, hmm. which is like a 60s guitar shape. And there's other companies who are doing Vox Phantom clones right now, and I just wish Vox would make the Phantom or and make it like a teardrop too, because they made the teardrops and the Phantoms in the 60s, and that's really what I want from Vox. What do you think? Have you told the- them that you want that? No. I oh. thought about calling up Mr. Vox. They're but never going to know unless you tell them. I know. What do you think about the Vox? Uh, is it the Vox V? The one that's like, it's kind of a phantom, but it's a little more rectangular. I don't know there if I've seen that. There is a Vox model on the... Like, they have, a- Vox has a, a phantom line right now, but it's a budget 
entry-level wine that has a strat set up. Gotcha. Instead of like a, a Vo- like an original Vox Phantom is more comparable to like a Moserite or even like a Jaguar in the way the Tremolo is set up. Mm. And the pickups. The pickups are totally different. The, they have a line of Vox guitars that are in the shape of a Phantom, but it's basically a $100 guitar that's got three single coil strap pickups and a strap bridge on it. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, we're going to get into uh, the topic now. Uh, enough with ads. Let's let's get into the heavy stuff. Uh, who's in this to us? Oh, Jimmy Jimmy Smith. Jr. Jimmy Jr., uh, thanks again for the beer. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, FTL yeah, the, stands for For the Ladies. For the Ladies. Well, for the lady, out. for our special guest. Uh, I'm Could gonna, be for the leader. For the leader? I, it could be a lot of different Could things. be for the loser. <laughs> Dude, I just poured beer on your couch. Sorry. <laughs> Steve, come on. Oh, man. Thanks, Jimmy Jr. No, this is the green flesh double that Meg brought. Ah, okay. I'm starting to think he's your only listener. <laughs> he's the only listener who sent us beer for the past two episodes. <laughs> Dude, Can we... I give him my address so he sent me I here? know, right? <laughs> Can this be a regular thing? Where is he from? Oklahoma. 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 Where the wind goes sweeping down the plain. Go Sooners, I think. Yes. (laughs) All right. Carry on. All right. I'm going to read this. When trying to get my 13-year-old cousin to play guitar outside of just playing Sundays at church, I see that the concept overwhelms her. She's talented, but stuck in terms of creativity and experience. I keep telling her that even being in a bad band is a great experience, but since it's mostly boys that are in bands, she is turned off about it all. Uh, Any advice or experience to share, I think she feels awkward, like she's not one of the guys, so to speak. I want to know who the good bands are. The good 13-year-old bands I know, right? (laughs) Hanson. This is an appropriate question for you, considering that he doesn't really even know you. Yeah, I actually, my first band, I played guitar, and I think I was 13 or 14. I was a freshman. He did preface on, like, the Facebook group on the thing that I, I put up, like, is this just some random girl or like does she like what's her background? And I did say okay. like oh she we she played bass in uh, our band and she, we actually met her because she played bass in another College band. band. Yeah, yeah. And I'm uh, wearing my YFB shirt. Yeah. she yeah. she is wearing her your favorite band shirt, the classic astronaut roasting. Where a hot dog are on your guys's like warrior poet yeah. shirts? We didn't ever got it. Yeah, either. sorry. I have one, but I cut it up so it was cool. <laughs> it wasn't cool before you cut it up. No. <laughs> Was it was it a uh, Tim Barber shirt? Let's not talk about yeah. that. <laughs> All right. So what what do you think about this? What do I think about it? Here, I'll hand I, it to you so you can you can overview it if you want. It is it is kind of awkward. I I remember being in a band when I was fifteen with four other guys who were fifteen or sixteen. Uh-huh. And it's hard because not only are you more mature than them by two years. Right, right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's my child crying in the background, by the way. That's not Ryan's newborn. There's babies that's here That's my right now. one-year-old. <laughs> um, <laughs> mommy. Um, <laughs> 
I don't know if I have any advice. It's like right now I'm working with all men too. I think I've spent most of my life being surrounded by men. I like sports. Well, you uh-huh. work in an industry like a, a tech industry men. that's dominated by men. Sometimes I sometimes when I'm in a meeting, I'm sitting there thinking, I am the only female here. And 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 I don't think any other people in the room are thinking, "Oh, there's a bunch of dudes here." Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Just there's, me and a bunch of guys. There, I mean, most bands are all male, right? Shh, that's, I, that's fair. That's I mean, what does most say. mean? It's more than 50%, The majority. Right? The majority. Oh, yeah. For we sure. We talked about U2 last episode. How many women have been in U2? Zero. Exactly. It's, it's The reason why it's hard being a female in a band is because if you have a band that has four guys, like I've spent most of my life loving AFI. I'm just going to admit that right now. Okay. And um, it's four dudes. And Thrice is another band I liked when sure, I was in college. SG, by the way. Uh-huh. Justin Kendrick plays in SG. Sometimes. Um, no, most of the time. Well, in the Stare at the Sun video, he's playing an RD. Probably for show. But so so these are bands with all dudes, but if you have a band like the Distillers, you're you know, you're watching them and you're like, Well, there's a lady up there. Yeah, yeah. It's sure. it, it draws more attention to Brody, you. And that's Dow the reason why it's slash hard. Armstrong slash Dow. Did she go back? Yeah, she's divorced oh, oh, Tim Armstrong. Oh, right. Armstrong was in the middle. Um, but if it's something you if it's not something you enjoy, then don't do it. But right. if it's something that you do enjoy, you should do it regardless. And you don't have to do it with a bunch of other chicks. You can do it with with guys, or you can do it with ladies. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, to me, it sounds like she's like his cousin's not interested. If you're not interested, then just stop. Yeah, because Th- if she was interested, a tough spot. If she was interested, then she'd pursue. Yeah, thirteen is tough. Like I wasn't in bands in thirteen. I wasn't even playing guitar at thirteen. That's but you true. were drawing, right? Yeah, I was doing art stuff. Yeah, but there's I, there's I, things that you're interested in that kind of you know you stay yeah, with your whole life. Absolutely. Uh, I you know it's you know she's still pretty young. Like I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, a lot of people have trouble. Uh, it sounds like she's. In, in a worship situation where those songs can be very simple and they can be very... Oh, yeah. I was not in worship bands yeah. when I was 14, and that's probably what made it the most difficult. Like, the, the way those songs are supposed to go is already really well hammered out. So yeah. it's like there's already parts. I was in punk bands. Uh, it's going to be a big... <laughs> it's a big difference, like, joining a band where you're expected to write your own parts and things like that. I think there's a big transition from when you're in, like, when you're 13 and you're in middle school or junior high or whatever transitioning into high school i think that opens up a lot of opportunities to like you know find other musicians or like meet find people just with common interests absolutely what your interests i mean yeah i was in school band so a lot of people in there wanted to do something cooler than school band so they wanted to play in rock band wait you you didn't want to play uh john philip (laughs) sousa So I look back on it and appreciate it. I mean, looking back, I think we all probably would have preferred to be in marching bands than be in our crappy high school rock bands. Why? Yeah, just play better songs. I don't know, man. Are they actually better? Being in a high school band would have cut cut into my baseball time. So yeah, I spent I spent hours every day at school doing band related activities. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would encourage somebody who's young and wanting to play music. Um, like I said, if you don't want to play it, then that's something yeah. different. Go do calculus. I think it. I think it's good to encourage. Her hey, I to, know my calculus. I think it says you plus me equals us. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I I think it's good to encourage someone that age to 
broaden their horizons, but you really can't expect that much at that age. Can I tell you guys the story about something horrible I did? No. Please. Okay, so there's this, <laughs> there's this, I don't know if it's still going, but there's this summer camp for female musicians, adolescent female musicians. Only like that females? Age, only uh-huh. females. So it's I like don't a, remember what it's called. So it's sexist. So it's like a school of rockets. School of rockets. Um, <laughs> where they high kick. So, but it's in, I, I think it was in Portland, and I was, um, I don't know, 21 or 22, I was playing in... In a, in a rock band. And I had also had like a music background. And so I wrote them and said, I want to be a volunteer. All the people who were teaching the classes were volunteers. And so they, I did the whole background check. I did the paperwork and I, they hired me to be the bass instructor and to also teach a class like, like, like being the only female in the band. It was uh-huh. like that type of thing. And, um, the week before I canceled on them. Oh, what? And I did it through email. Oh, bummer. I, I, I just built it up in my mind as something that I could do. Like that you were going to have like That kids. I was going to be able to do it. Okay. But like, I just couldn't, like I couldn't get up there. Right, and right. I would have had to drive. I don't remember the real reason, but I bailed on them. Well, that's a pretty long drive even but from you're Reno, to of San Diego to yeah. Portland. That's like, what, 800 miles? Something like that. I think it's 800 Reno, miles. I think I thought I was a lot more badass than I actually Reno was. to Portland is still pretty pretty yeah. rough, though. Yeah. That's a, like 10 hours. They yeah. used to teach music lessons, too, like I, guitar I, yeah, lessons. I taught, I taught kids. Well, I taught anywhere from 6 to like 35. <laughs> kids, you know. Yeah. <laughs> And so, so is this like you taught like you taught like a handful of kids that were like yeah I had eight, one student that was 12, older I had one then, student that was like a nurse at Grossmont Hospital sure and she actually had a nicer guitar than me nice so she 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 kill- was an an adult she uh, she killed the curve yeah <laughs> and you you there was a kid who loved ACDC and of course he, dun, dun. AC, why do I keep the, seeing Deep Purple every time we talk AC, about ACDC is yeah, basically you're to see back in black. ACDC is, is basically dun, for dun, twelve year olds. Dun, like that's dun, the target dun, market. He was nine. He was nine. He was nine. And once he got better than me, I said, "You need to just move on." Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to listen back to this episode. <laughs> it's pretty rough. The singing. We're pretty loose. I right keep now. singing. Yeah. That's um, what happened to me, though. But I you get... have an Alvarez, right? Okay, we're going to talk about Alvarez. Yeah, huh? we've never talked about Alvarez. Let's talk about Alvarez. Yeah, let's talk about Alvarez. Yeah, I worked at a music store in East County. Well, it was. Yeah, I think it was. It was El Cajon. Border of El Cajon in San Diego. What store was it? It's called Alter Ego. Huh. And it was it it was a it was a bright flame that burned out. Oh, okay. It was like six months. I was there from (laughs) beginning to end. Is this when you were in college here? Yeah, I think it was my junior year. Gotcha. Well, Ryan, if she came here for college. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) Yeah, I worked for Long's Drugs when I worked here. Or Moved here. Yeah, I remember when you worked for. Um, so did Eddie Van Halen work for Long's Drugs in La Mesa? Wow, I remember <laughs> when you worked for. Uh, I didn't know what that. was that coffee shop. What? What was the coffee shop you worked I for? I thought she worked for Cyber a bookstore. Brew? Cyber Brew. Cyber Brew. That I was vis- also a bright flame that burned out. I visited you at Cyber Brew. <laughs> Maybe I'm making these businesses How go out of business. How many businesses have you killed, Meg? <laughs> no, like back. I, re- <laughs> I also kill coworkers. Not oh, me personally. Oh, what? <laughs> I remember visiting you I at Cyber Brew. I had two jobs in a row where somebody died while I was working there. Wow. Not actually at the place, but like in the 
duration of me working there. You're the Grim Reaper of jobs. And then there was the last job I had. There was a guy who needed a kidney, and I was like, How am I No, alive? dear God, not another one. So, so <laughs> but when he got I was his kidney. So when I was unemployed, I worked for Meg for like three months. How am I, I not dead? That. No, it wasn't three months. <laughs> was I think like, it was like three weeks. Well, that was like and off and on. And you just sat there for, and soldered all day. And uh, you talked to your to, dad. Yeah, no, I soldered for like my dad would call, and he's like, "Are you working? What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Just soldering." Yeah, it was kind of fun having you. It was cool. nearby though. When you walked by, you sounded like a janitor because of all your keys. I wear my keys on a carabiner on the outside of my pants. So when I walk around, actually at work now, I put them in my desk because my wife has made me super self-conscious about them. Oh my gosh. Well, I should have made you super self-conscious about it when I had the... Are we done with this topic? Yeah. No. So <laughs> Alvarez guitars. It's a hard to... Oh, tell me tell, Let's talk about the, Alvarez. We're done with me. the females in rock. Yeah. yeah. Rockets. Yeah. Who needs to talk about so, that anymore? So yeah. So I think the, the pretty much the bottom line is when she's ready... She will find, she will find a band. Well, if she's ready, she, yeah, she's gonna do it on her own. You don't. But need the good a- thing about being a female in a band is that there's a lot of people who want that. Oh, absolutely. Because they know that it. Because they know that it turns heads. Sure. And you do know, you want to make this a serious topic? Let's make it serious. Okay, Steve. So, get serious on us. So I have this question. This isn't a question, but this is kind of a corollary. This isn't my personal question, but this is a corollary to this. Like, as a female in a band, like, how does that? You know, the band dynamic is like, oh, she's just one of the guys or whatever. But obviously, like, I think in most situations, from a lot of guys, that doesn't function. Like, oh, she's just one of the guys. Like, at some point, like, how does that work being a female in a band? Like, at some point, like, what happens when the lead singer tries to date you? Like, is that super awkward? Have I had... Has that ever happened to you? The band I was talking about when I was 15, it was actually the drummer. That band was called Burning Orphans. (laughs) (laughs) nice that's a great band name okay he may have actually come up with that name all right and and that broke up the band he tried to date you no he did date me oh it was probably a no i know it was a very bad decision not just to date your bandmate but to date him right i mean steve and i tried dating for a while and that didn't work (laughs) no we didn't That's no, but, not true at all. But after that, I was I was in bands and I never had a relationship with any of the guys, and that was definitely preferable. Yeah, I don't know what you can do to prevent that I don't from th- happening. I don't think I'd ever want to start a band and then do the whole Fleetwood Mac thing where everyone's like hooking up. Like I'd rather not have or no doubt. Yeah, I'd rather not have relationships with people that I'm working with in that way. Like it's different if you're if you're in a relationship with someone, and you're like, we should do music together. Yeah. That's different. Like she and him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is she? No, she and him, still, no, they're not together. I have no idea. I have I'm no retarded. Idea. That's I, not a very nice thing were, to say. I know retarded who you were thinking of, though, and I can't. Now I Yeah, like the White Stripes. <laughs> that didn't turn out well. Uh, they made a lot of money. Yeah, they is made that, a lot of money. They sold measure, a lot of records. Is that your measure for success? Hey, let's be honest. Fleetwood Mac turned out great, too. They made a ton of money. Who? Fleetwood Mac. I thought I could get through this episode without mentioning Fleetwood Mac. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Meg said that when she walked in my front door, she's like, "Please, We're just not no, talking about Fleetwood let's Mac. Let's not talk about no, Fleetwood I'm, Mac. Whatever you, know, that, you do." But but for I know that's always like the fear with like the the gimmick or like the the girl in the what? band. What? The like, fear is that's the fear that like oh it's at going some to be point a gimmick? the band is going to break up because the bass player is like can't 
refu- can't stop himself because he's a moron from like whipping his junk out. You could be band like the practice. XX and be the female in the band who's a lesbian. Well, that's true. I don't know if we <laughs> or want like to suggest Melissa to Etheridge. our listeners. My uncle used my my uncle is like a live sound engineer. And right, he used to to tour with Melissa Etheridge. He's got some stories, man. I don't want to know. Yeah, it's crazy. Not this episode. It's Maybe crazy. next episode. Yeah, you need more fodder. <laughs> Future episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for I know that's always like the thing with like girls and bands is like is there's this idea that like well high school boys just can't like can't deal with. But there's science the behind band. that, right? That high school there boys. Is, yeah, can't well, there's themselves. some level of science which is, about which that. Which is why this happened okay. to me in high school. But hold how on, much of on. it is science and, and how much and of it is? I have to say, the, it happened to me. Hey, how, how much of it is science and how much of it is the patriarchy? Oh my gosh. Scientifically, teenage boys are assholes. That's true. <laughs> it's proven. We're cursing, right? It's proven. We're saying the ass word. Okay. Because I said badass. <laughs> you did say badass. You mean badass. Badass. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it was it was easier for me in college. I, think I can't that believe we're going to publish this. <laughs> so, Jimmy Smith, tell your, uh, tell your cousin... To join bands, but don't date them. Just do whatever. No, use tell your do what you're comfortable with. Yeah, tell your cousin to to join bands. Don't date the band members, but use the band to date guys that she likes. Because that's what guys in bands do, right? They use the band to date girls. Equal rights. Yeah, it's true. I I feel like that got me some boyfriends. There you go. In a band. There you go. One thing I really liked about playing in a band was when, uh. You know, when guys from other bands would hit on you, no, I would no, I didn't really like that. That's hard. Yeah, but I I remember a couple times there was younger girls who would come up to me and say, you know, I like that was so awesome, that was great. I you know I want to play, and you sure. know it's, it's and then nice did you tell them to get people. lost and not talk to you? No, I'm actually a nice person. Oh, okay. I'm actually, I'm too nice. <laughs> Ryan only plays Twenty One and Up shows, so he doesn't remember what it's like to have. That was a Soma show. Well, the show that we our bands played together was a Soma show. Yeah, Yeah. that was your first and last Soma show, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, that was our first out of three. Yeah, Uh you ever want to play Soma again? You had like a we had a screamo band, so that was more. You had a little gear to input there, like you had a little hookup there, didn't you? I don't like think the, so. Because wasn't the wasn't the booking manager also of the XX coordination? I have no idea what you're talking about. Wasn't the, per- wasn't the person who was the booking manager at Soma like also a girl? Oh. She was also female, yeah. So didn't We I th- became buddies. I remember you telling me like that. Yeah, she once helped I went to it. Yeah, I went no, there's two sh- uh no, there's one show. It was an Avenged Sevenfold show. <laughs> <laughs> okay that i went up, went to and i went up to the ticket counter and she was there and i said i don't have a ticket and she said it's okay you can go in there we're you gonna go. have to have you back this is so this is so you good. got a lot of stories this made. is actually working really well we have a despite the fact that i have repeat said repeatedly like how bad this is this has actually been a really good conversation it feels like chaos it's because all these people are here and ryan's about to have to feed i think all that's really what it is yeah it's, i've got all those ribs i don't know if I'm it's cooking. coming in on the podcast but there is a lot of noise in the other room because we're about to have a feast yeah dude ribs ribs um but yeah so um I don't know I, if I'm one to on. encourage other females to play rock, especially the thing I did to those poor women in Portland. 
You think jazz is better? Jazz is better. <laughs> ja- but jazz guitar is harder. It is. <laughs> no, you just play whatever notes you want. Jazz fusion. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody texted me the other day and were like, hey man, I need a bass player. Do you play jazz? I just said no. Why but, could you not play? But I really jazz wanted to reply. Bass. Yeah, I can play what I, I can play anything. You're, you just play all the wrong notes. Yeah, I can play all the wrong notes. Well, you know how sometimes at the end of church we'll play like reggae or something. That's like, the best. Like on three, we're gonna play reggae, and and I and I no, play, it's not and on three. Bass. It's Adam drops a reggae beat, and oh, so okay, Meg whatever. and Ryan and I also all like we alternate as bit. Meg and I, uh, this so this is Steve. Just so we're clear, yeah. Uh, Meg and I alternate on bass at our church, and both of us have. Ex- and Steve took the summer off, so I played a lot. Yeah, and both of us uh, have experienced the drummer saying, "Hey, let's drop a reggae beat on this song." As I'm turning off the amp. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should wrap this episode up. I think we're done. Ryan's the only one who knows how long we've been recording. It's over an hour. We're right? just over an hour. Yeah. All okay. right, that's good. Uh, we've got a song from Paul Roney. Uh, nice. From, yeah, from his old band uh, Sleepyhead. Nice. I, my my writing cool. is atrocious. Uh, the name of the song is the well. You can barely read. So I know. the the name of the song is the Wingless. It's a really neat song. Uh, Paul Roney is a guitar builder. Who makes yeah. really cool stuff. Roney Guitar. It's R-H-O-N-E-Y, I you, believe. That's correct. Right. Uh, <laughs> whose baby is crying right now? It's yours. That's my baby? Yeah. I'll be there soon, baby. Uh, here's the song. Thanks for listening. This is What's been, it called? Uh, it's called The Wingless. Do you like Enjoy. it? Yeah, it sounds great. Cool. Yeah, it's a fun song. Thanks for listening, guys. Meg, seriously, we have to have you back on in the future. This was this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Next time, maybe we won't be so drunk because of Jimmy Jr. Yeah. Oh, Thanks, Jimmy Jr. Thank you for having me. You bet. Cool. All right, here's the Here song. Here we go.